Hi everyone and welcome to Worth the Calories, a Great British Bake Off podcast. We are here with, was it Patisserie Week? Patisserie, patisserie Week. It was Patisserie, yes. Good. Fully <laughs> up to speed. We are a currently a household of abundance. Yes, you could you could say there is a horn of plenty of desserts in this house. <laughs> Absolutely. I just opened the fridge and I'm like, if it wasn't for the fact that the rest of the fridge looked a bit scruffy, um, I'd have taken a photo <laughs> of this. So we've got some um, chocolatey things on the top shelf. We've got a very tasty um, citrus cheesecake on the second shelf down. And then we have a genuine horn of plenty. <laughs> we have a lot um, of on stuff. On the third shelf yes, down. Yes. We have a fridge of cake. Which makes it slightly inconvenient that uh, we can't socialise <laughs> and palm it off on all our friends and acquaintances. <laughs> um, we've been baking for each other's flavours. Yeah, absolutely. Because you've made a delicious... Del- yeah, well, we'll talk about this in detail in a minute. Don't worry, folks. But you've made a delicious chocolate cake and I love me some chocolate. And I'm like, oh, my Lord, that's too rich. I need it to be a, th- a quarter of the size. <laughs> and yeah, and your citrus flavor citrus mm. is my flavor and the almond in the horn of plenty is absolutely well that's and that suits both of us very, very much yeah. I think. so so the, the cheesecake let's just cover this quickly because otherwise what was the point of making it um i didn't have a chance to make the cheesecake from the week before's dessert week but because we had the ingredients i wanted to do it so in the week i made the celebration of citrus cheesecake i made it as one rather than lots of bits because we don't have we don't have lots of molds. Dessert molds, yeah. yep. So, um, I think it's come out very well. I think this is this is going in the repertoire. Yeah, yeah, definitely to be repeated. It was delicious. Mm. It is delicious. Yeah. We still have I, some we'll left. Have come some visit. <laughs> <laughs> I think, so I didn't include, he had half a teaspoon of orange extract in the biscuit and half a teaspoon of lemon extract in the cheesecake itself i didn't include them because i didn't want to just buy we've got so many bottles of extract and colors and things that we never use because we buy them for this stuff so i decided against but you can see the impact it's made on the flavor Mm. that the passion fruit glaze is the thing that stands out yeah that that's the the champion into that's the flavor champion Mm. isn't it i mean Mm. but i do think um i mean it would be interesting to taste it with the other extracts in Mm -hmm. i wonder if they'd compete too much because I quite like the fact that the flavour is driven by the glaze. Yeah. But... And maybe the glaze uh, could actually be a, a lemon or orange. Mm. So so refine the flavour to, to not be all citrus. Yeah. But only a bit. Yeah, but mm. I mean, I, I, I wasn't feeling a great lack of citrus in the cheesecake and, and the biscuit. Right. And what I really liked was the lightness of the cheesecake mix. Mm. It was it was really nice, really yeah. nice. Yeah, it had a crack as always. <laughs> I just wow. cannot get that right on cheesecake. I think there's an aspect of my mixing because I use an electric mixer, um, hand hand mixer. I think there might be something that that's incorporating more air in it, so it's right. it's a little bit. Yes, it's got that lightness, but it's also a bit fragile. So right. d- you know, I, I over bake it and it gets a crack. So next time I do something like this, I might just try doing a hand mix mm-hmm. with a spatula or a spoon, um, and then making sure I stop cooking earlier. Yeah, and and, and just maybe. Not even opening the oven, just turning the oven off and then just no. leaving it there. Well, I don't, but yeah, still, it still happens. Yeah, hmm. but good. Yes, so, so, nice. so that was that was finished off last week. This week, patisserie, uh, Hermine's week. She was looking forward to this delicate French, you know, nice flavors, looking good sort, sorts of desserts. Exactly where she lives. My heart is broken. Mm. Um. I do feel like this season, every time someone's looked forward to a week, they've gone. Yeah. 
it, it's 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 really confusing because I think <laughs> um, like three times now, uh, what we've seen is so Hermine, Mark, and Lottie. What we've seen is people with lots of skills mm. who just seem to not just have oh this was marginally worse than the others, yeah, but have an absolute shocker. Yeah, well there, there was the older lady as well who was looking forward to bread week maybe or pies. Was it pastry week? Maybe, yeah, maybe pastry. Mums yes, make yes, pies. yes, yes. That was it. She made the comment about mum's making pies, and then had a, a dreadful week. And it yeah. just seems to have been the thing. So whether it's is it the com- editing complacency, whether it's editing, whether it's not practicing and practicing other yeah. weeks. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't feel like many seasons in the past have had such so many obvious obvious levers. You know, like there was no way that it could be anyone other than mm. Mark in his week. There wasn't last week, the week before last, whenever it was. Yep. Um and, and and I genuinely don't think there's any other choice that they could have made this week. Mm. As much as I think Hermine probably is the best baker that was left in that tent, she had an absolute shocker. She did have a terrible week. She yeah. wasn't the only one to have a terrible week. No. Let's talk on them when we get to the end, yeah, when absolutely. when we've been through them. So the first challenge was something I've forgotten. Um, rum barber, but they didn't call them rum barbers, did they? No, no. it wasn't rum barber. Yeah, it was effectively rum barber. Savoir, Savignon, Savignon, Savarin, Savarin, Savarin. Savarin. Yes. Sorry, um, no, I mean, I don't speak French. <laughs> <laughs> they were fine. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, Hermine didn't have a good week on those. Didn't she have to do hers twice? Yeah, and her second batch came out very dense and not well mixed yeah. because she'd done them clearly in a rush and I think not necessarily baked them as yeah. fully. Yeah. So they looked beautiful then. Mm. I mean if if her if her batter and her rise had been as good as the others, I think those would have been yeah. a, an elegant, classic, outstanding winner. Mm. Um what else did we have? Laura did her um they were like a bit tropical and boozy. Yes. Um Dave did his with tequila. Yep. Um, which again, the the, the comments about his flavours actually working really well. Um, yep. So I think I think he's sort of. I, I think he has had a very good week this week. He has absolutely charmed me. Yep. To the extent I, I'm almost interested to watch earlier weeks because he's sort of gone a little unnoticed. Mm. And, and and I I think we can see that his confidence has grown in what he does as, he, as he's gone through. I think he's really he's really just got better and better mm. you know and mm. and like and, and he's trying things he's trying yeah. different things and and the and he's trying things with his style like mm-hmm. the way he put his mango curd underneath his i mean i didn't like it <laughs> but you know but he's he's pushing himself yeah I like that yes and i think being in an environment where he's just focused on doing that thing has clearly suited him well yeah yeah good absolutely and, and peter did his non-alcoholic but getting a handshake they looked beautiful yeah Supreme. They, they absolutely yeah. were patisserie. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. Yeah, so yes. a, an interesting s- signature. Yes, a, a, an interesting one, not as good as we've had earlier in the season, where, where in the series where we've talked about, oh, this is really good, this is allowing them, like you say, it's kind of make a sandwich, Yeah, and they get to put any spin on it. This was a little bit specific. Uh, yeah, I think there were some key elements in the bake that you could only do if you went with certain flavours mm. and certain things. You know, I think Peter was almost pushing it the most by not making it boozy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and fair play to him if he didn't really drink. Then why would he make uh, it exactly. boozy? Exactly, yeah, yeah, good on him. Yeah. 
So the technical was the Danish cornucopia, the Horn yeah. of Plenty, um, <laughs> which I was very excited by. I have seen these. It's the sort of thing I've seen and gone, wow, that's impressive. So seeing it coming up here and going, oh, and I have the chance to make one. Yeah. Amazing. Really exciting by that. It is also a Magic the Gathering card. Um, which I think is where, where I know of it originally. But, but the, the cornucopia, the Horn of Plenty, is a symbol used on lots of things. I it's, just thought Hunger Games. Well, yeah, that's one of the main things. It's on the flag of North Carolina. Okay. A little shout out to North Carolina there. Um, and our North Carolinian friends. Um, happy wedding day, Joseph and Mandy. Hey! <laughs> and... Oh, I, I looked up, there were all sorts of different places that it appears on logos and symbols. Right. And, yeah, and it is a, a thing from uh, from mythology of mm. a horn that it gives endless bounties of fruit and so on. Yeah. Yeah, good. Nice. It looks like what they've done, yes, the Horn of Plenty is a thing, but it's actually a cake normally okay. done. Sort of with, with I, I, and I, I couldn't tell whether it was discs or rings stacked up upon each other in right. a sort of conical way. Okay. And there seemed to be this interesting thing that's quite often made for sort of wedding type celebrations. So it's a little bit like the croque en bouche in France. A little bit, yeah. But there, there seemed to be this interesting tradition. I'm just mentioning because I, I quite liked this, that the couple getting married had to lift up the cake and however many layers came up with them, that was how many children they were going to have. <laughs> So, oh so it's kind of how much caramel have you or have you not used yeah, in doing exactly. those layers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I, I, quite, I quite like and, and I quite like looking at it and going, oh, yeah, this is an interesting cake yeah. that has been made in, in normal cakes. And it's an interesting way to combine mm. it to make this horn shape. Yes. Mm. Do you think it was a good technical challenge? I think it was a great technical challenge. I think this is one of the best technical challenges they have ever done. And I'm not saying that because I've done it and I'm really pleased with it. You should be pleased with it. I mean, it looks I think, great. I think the almond biscuits, we, we found when we went to, to Sicily on honeymoon that they do a biscuit in Sicily called Pasta di Mandorla. It's an almond, oh, almond and icing sugar biscuit. So good, so good. Do they always come with cherries or did I just add cherries or we like cherries? I, I like cherries I think we added cherries anyway, yeah. <laughs> um... But we like the right. This is basically that, yes, and and done in rings. But then, yeah, the baking of them is not easy. Not you know, not something you can take your eyes off. Mm. The shaping of them is obviously important yeah. and makes it makes a big difference if you want to combine it. The production of nice chocolate and piping of chocolate and chilling of chocolate and so on is an interesting challenge and yeah. test the piping aspect. And then you've got making a nice royal icing and piping it on, mm-hmm. which there was a ridiculous amount left over. Um, it is also good because you've got to do that as well as you can. Yeah. And then you're doing caramel and combining them and then building this thing in a very specific way that is all down to how you shaped it in the first place. Yes. It's a really good challenge. No one thing is too complicated or difficult, but with the time on you and trying to make sure it all goes right, it's a really good challenge. But my one thing on. with it, mm. and this is, this is having thought about it a bit, mm. is the thing that I would have struggled with it's possibly similar to what Laura struggled with. Right. Is the the mental shift from reading written instructions mm-hmm. for how to build this thing to to what it actually looks like at the end. Mm. And and you know, like so I'm so I've just started a new crochet blanket mm-hmm. and I read some written instructions about how to do this particular style of blanket. Yep. And I really struggled. Right. And then I saw some pictures. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I can do that." Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I think for for, some, for me as well, I think that would have been 
the thing that would have stressed me out the most. Okay. Is 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 how, well? What does this thing actually look like at the end? Mm. Um, is that a harsh thing in a technical challenge? Is it not? Don't know. The the thing that makes me go, it's not too harsh. Is they had those templates that showed you the sh- size and shape you roll it to, mm. and then the instructions talked about putting it in a ring. Fair enough. So I I think yes, it's a it, it, it and it is. I have a couple of issues with the way the recipe's written. And obviously yeah. I get a lot more recipe than they do. But there's details in there that are either slightly missing or slightly at the wrong time or not giving enough time for something that, that have affected the way it's coming out. You you yeah. have to pipe the icing on and then it talks about building it. There's no aspect of chilling it with the icing on it. And that thing of putting the icing on the sides rather than the top. Yeah. Difficult to see and visualise that. And I feel like that should have been incorporated into the recipe perhaps a bit more explicitly. Mm. Certainly for our version. Yep. But you do get a thing that talks about roll it in a scar shape, shape it in this, and then turn it into a ring where they where they um, cross over each other by five millimeter and press together. And then, yes, it it becomes a bit weird. Of well, how does that translate into a horn in the end? But yeah. then when you start seeing it, like okay, they're all going to have a slope to them. And yes, when I combine them in a slope, I get this sort of horn shape. So if you just basically keep the faith. Mm. Like turning a heel on a sock. I'm going to stick with the yarn comparisons. <laughs> you know, if you just keep the faith and follow the instructions, yep. it just works. Yes. Fair enough. Yeah. Because even I was, you know, putting it together and it talks about putting a thing on top of it and squashing it down and then squashing it all with a, a baking tray and so on. And I think it's a little over engineered where it should be match it to the shape on the thing and then f- squash it so it's flat on one side and form it into a ring overlapping by five mil it is it is actually quite simple and the instructions are, don't quite do it in such plain language but they do tell you to do that thing yeah mm. i think they're tricksy that they don't tell you even again even the instructions that we get don't tell you to bake them in two batches yeah or two sections yeah yeah i thought that was actually a little harsh yes and, and because you would you would put them all on a tray and then put them in the oven, and that's what the instructions tell you and to do. And you'd end up with some very dry little ones and some soggier big ones. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, hmm. mm. but no, what? it's come out come out nicely. The tempering of chocolate is I'm, I'm mixed on whether chocolate needs to be tempered, particularly when you're piping it in this way and then having to chill it, turn it over, and pipe the other side of the chocolate. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so you pipe the scroll, and then you chill it, and then and then you take them off the acetate, turn them over, and pipe the other side. So it's shiny and round on both sides i'm never gonna make this ever 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 um and yes you pipe the icing on it and try to get the icing around the sides which is not easy and then you have to hold it and dip it in caramel and form it all together so my icing got fairly destroyed trying to do that to the extent i then piped it on the outside and went oh it looks much better when you pipe it once it's created yeah and I, I yeah, I, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I think the only thing is it, it does it. The pictures I've seen where it has been piped and then combined look really good, but yeah. from an amateur perspective, I'd have done it after. And, and I must say, I think what they should also have on the list of equipment that you need: mm-hmm. heat-proof gloves. Yes, they all had them on the show. Yes. We we didn't have them, and once again, we have a, a Vos household injury due to caramel. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a massive blister on my pointing finger of my primary hand, which is just getting <laughs> any touchscreen devices hurting today. Oh. Um, but I enjoyed making it. I think it comes out because it, it looks really technical and involved, and was, I think. Mm. 
it looks good when you've done it. And then you put it on the stand and you go, actually, yeah, I, I have done this thing. It's good. And it's good. And the caramel crunching through the caramel with the biscuit yes. is really good. I, I was just sitting here musing whether I would, you know, if, if I had to choose, mm-hmm. would I ask you to make more pasta de mandola or would I ask you to make this mm-hmm. in the future? I mean, it still has to be pasta de mandola because A, cherries and B, they're amazing and it was our honeymoon suite. <laughs> um, but... The the only the thing that was would have made me sway towards the um, horn of plenty would have been the addition of the, that crunchy 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 caramel. And I'm sure there's a way of dipping the uh, the mandola into crunchy caramel. A, a bit of caramel and then letting it set on the side with some heat proof gloves. With some heat, which are in the the basket from the large online retailer. <laughs> so next time I do an order from them, it's going to include some heat proof gloves. Absolutely, just ready for next <laughs> next year. <laughs> In black, because I think white anything in the kitchen is a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> I've agreed. Yeah, so pleased with this. It's come out really tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I can see what you're saying about how it is a tricksy challenge because you do need to think through it in a certain way. And we saw with Laura, as soon as you get flummoxed by that, yeah. it might throw you out. I, I think I said at the time, my thing is, is I, I look at baking as a very logical thing. But at the same time, she's someone who is very good at flavours. And that is the not logical side of baking. Mm. It's the a bit of this, a bit of this, and see how it comes out. Whereas the actual construction of a cake or and whatever you're making is X amount of this, Y amount of this, Z amount of this, and some air, and some heat, yeah. and you get a cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And generally you can't fail, mm. um, which is why I like it. Yeah. So... And I, I, just, I mean, obviously, I know nothing about Laura's academic mm. background mm-hmm. or whatever. But if you're someone who thinks that you can't understand instructions or mm-hmm. you think that you can't do certain things or you've been told that you can't, yep. then you're and you're faced with it. And you, it's very easy to go, I don't have a logical brain. Yeah. And, and freak out. Yeah. And there is a history of societal sexism to this. Yeah. You know, boys have logical brains and so they're good at the science and the maths and girls aren't. Which is not true. No. And, but, you know, if you grow up being told that, you can end up believing it. Yeah. So, so I, f- I, felt, she clearly, I felt a bit sorry yeah. for her because I'm like, well, you clearly do have a logical brain. Yeah. Because um, you're still here. And right. And you produce some <laughs> very good stuff. Love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, you look at it in the same way. Peter didn't have um, the, the curve on his. He appeared to do just rings. Yeah. That then stood straight in a row. Yeah. But he still won the technical because he got all the other bits right. Yes. So, so actually, really, they were judging them more on, you know, the 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 perfect construction mm-hmm. was not the the key factor for the judging. Yeah. It was the biscuit consistency and the decoration and can you get your chocolate bits done? Yeah. I I have a that it is slightly harsh that Hermine's looked absolutely right. Yes. But her piping wasn't good and his flavour was slightly better. Uh, the way he baked it was slightly better. <laughs> But he hadn't actually made the thing they wanted to make. But it is, you know, if you've seen it or even done it, then you'll know how to do it in the end. Yeah. You know, clear, clearly it was not obvious how to put it on the stand, as we saw with Dave's. <laughs> yeah, bless him. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you just, what can you do? Mm. Yeah. So. So yeah. Yeah, a good one. I I, I enjoyed doing that. It, it is it is probably my favourite thing we've done in three years of doing oh, this oh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah, Excellent. yeah, really liked nice. it. Mm. Nice, nice, nice. So then we come to cube cakes. Cube cakes. Cube cakes, which is really interesting. When I was looking at could we get moulds for doing the cheesecakes, which we decided against, but I saw lots of these cube cake um, 
silicon molds yeah, for yeah. it. This is clearly becoming a thing. And yeah. I, when you see them all assembled, you can see it. Do a Rubik's cake or a dice or, yes. you know, something with six different sides Absolutely. or five sides on yeah. display. I, I, I like the idea of it very much it, as a an extension of when people used to do cupcake cakes and muffin hmm. cakes. I, I would be... Well, I'm not. I'm not sure how interested, <laughs> but it, it would be interesting to understand what sort of cake mm-hmm. exits a cube cake mold mm-hmm. in a way that isn't stressful. Well, bunt cake. Yeah, <laughs> is, is that is that sort of very <laughs> yeah. fairly dense, fairly robust, bouncy yeah. cake? Yeah. Uh, and I do also wonder because they're trying to incorporate mousses and caramels and, and fairly soft Stuff things. Squidge. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I suspect anything with a bit of structure might be okay, but on a hot day, yeah, when you're doing mousse in it, it yeah, there's a very good chance of it all yeah. going wrong. So just just do what you need to do to get through the competition. I yeah, get absolutely. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. So very much, there were two sides to this. There were two who had a very good week and two who had a very bad week. Yeah. David and Peter looked, re- they were exactly what you would want if you were ordering this from a baker Absolutely. to do for a party. Absolutely. They were showstoppers. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Arguably, Peter's are the ones that I'd want to eat. Okay. Weird, seeing as I made Dave's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, they were stunning. I, mm. I think I think they were both stunning. Um the work needed to do the different flavors of caramels and the different mm-hmm. mousses and the mm-hmm. different cakes and 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 also just the elegance of actually managing to get all of the all of the coatings done and things like that i think they both did an outstanding yeah. job uh, and i think peter in terms of again this being a con- contest this being a contest and a competition i think peter's is so clever to say i'm going to have three different looks and they're going to have the same three flavors delivered in three different mechanisms. Amazing. That's so clever. And it's it's really clever because it's so simple. Because, yes, you do a big batch of this flavor mousse and this flavor mousse and this flavor mousse. And you just cut them into different and combine them all in different orders. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's yeah. it's a really clever way to do it. I, I love the fact that he was like, can, can you eat that one as well? Yeah. I, I love that. I was like, oh, bless you. Good. Bless you, because it just shows how proud you are of Absolutely. what you've created. And that's, you know, that's what yeah. you should be at this point. You should be proud of what you've mm. what you've created. Yeah, really nice lad. And he did really well and, yeah. and you know, worked well within the, the yeah. bounds of the competition. Absolutely. Yes. What I will say mm-hmm. is of the two, and this is a little bit of spoiler for when we talk about what I've made. Peter made his cake in a big pan and then cut it up. And Dave, mm-hmm. well, he may have baked the cake in the big pan, but he used those he used square molds. molds yep. And he then cut them up. Mm. He cut up thirty pounds worth of mm. silicon mold. And and had he cut them up in the practice? And I don't know. I, I don't know. But I mean, I was I mean just we like... find there's an aspect of waste to what we have to bake. Sometimes yeah. you, you you buy a large quantity of something, but you don't necessarily use all of it. Doing it to your utensils as well i I was just i was just horrified (laughs) and so uh little spoiler i did not do that no i went with the peter root with the dave recipe (laughs) absolutely yeah no i I think it's the right way to go and i think i think his came out so well you could see he did the really clever thing that baked them in a large square cut that down to a smaller square that then cuts into three so all of his are exactly the same thickness as well it's just yeah, he really did go to a professional level for this. Yeah. For, for someone who has not been baking his whole life and learning these yeah. things, he's you know got a lot of quality about how he does it. Yeah. Mm. Ah, so the boys, the boys had a good week. Yes. Do you want to talk about making the chocolates? 
Yeah, I can talk mm. about making. So, so I made Dave's recipe. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it quite in quite such a complicated manner as Dave because yep. he, of course, had the white chocolate, the milk chocolate, and the dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. It, nobody has time for that at home. So, um, it would be too rich even for me. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, so I just basically went for one flavour of chocolate and one flavour of caramel. Um, so I did it in two. So well, we only have one, one sort of rectangular Swiss roll tin. Mm-hmm. So I made the, what was it called? Jaconde? Jaconde? Um, I'd never made a, a sponge like that before. Okay. So, so for me, because I mean, mm. I'm, I'm not really a no, cake true. maker. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so very little flour, mm-hmm. lots of ground almonds, um, lots of meringue in it yep. to, to give it some air. Absolutely. The, 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 very, the, pla- the flour that was in it's plain flour, so all of the rise in it's coming from the Absolutely. air. Absolutely. And, and, and the um, stretching of the eggs to give you that protein and that structure. Yeah. yeah really interesting. So, so, and actually, it worked fine. Mm. I was a bit nervous that it was going to okay. be. Um, What's that one that we made last year where it was all just like really flat? Gen- oh. Gen- Genie- Genoese? Genoise? Genoise? Yeah, yeah. I was I was really worried that it was going to be as awful as that had been. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just be like a rubbery flat layer. And if you lose the air, yes, that's yeah. what you end up with. But you didn't. It no. came out really well. I, well, I, w- I was very careful when I was folding the egg mixture in mm-hmm. not to be too over-enthusiastic with my folding. Right. So, I mean, it said you had to fold it in well to mix the chocolatey in, which, which we yeah. did. Mm-hmm. But I, I was very careful to, to treat it with respect, shall we say. <laughs> and then when I sort of, I split it into two. And then when I put it into the uh, Swiss roll tin as well, I, I, I gently smoothed it out rather than bashing it with the <laughs> yeah. spatula. Um, but yeah, that was, that was quite straightforward. Bake for nine minutes, let it cool for a bit. So mm-hmm. I had my two um, flat flat rectangles mm-hmm. um the chocolate mousse was pretty straightforward whipped cream melted chocolate <laughs> bit of butter yeah it was it's a mousse. Uh, it was mousse hazelnuts yeah. hazelnuts <laughs> uh-huh. the hazelnuts um there was lots of there was lots of instruction about temperature mm. so so like the, the, you know the, the mousse mixture once that um, that had to really cool down to exactly a certain yep. temperature before i mixed in the mm-hmm. uh, the cream and the nuts and put that to the side and I, I wonder if part of that is so that it's viscous enough that the hazelnuts don't just sink to the bottom oh, that they yeah, end up yeah, suspended yeah. i mm. was wondering if that if if i put it the cream in when it was too hot whether that would have destroyed the structure of the whipped cream yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, mm. But but it didn't, so I had an enormous pot of chocolate mousse. We've also got some pots of chocolate mousse left in the <laughs> Amazing. fridge. Amazing. Um, <laughs> and then there was the caramel. Now, caramel and I have got a history already from this mm. season, so I was very careful with it. Um, and, and it did sort of, the, you know, the sugar and the water dissolved, mm-hmm. and then it was bubbling away for the five minutes it was supposed to. I don't think I did it for long enough, or possibly I didn't do it for hot enough. Okay. Um, because then I put the, cr- the the cream in and mixed it in, mm. and it didn't get sticky. Okay, if you know what I mean. So okay. I, then I poured it over the top of the chocolate and melted. Yeah. But you know, like Dave on the show was saying, we wanted it to have some chew. Yes. It did not have any chew. Okay. So I'm wondering if that was maybe I should have boiled the sugar. I, I think it does longer. have a little bit of chew. Yeah. Not not necessarily. It's not like biting into a. A chewy, you know, chewy, a chewy caramel, but but no, I I think it is there. I think it is just there for a slightly different texture. Yeah, and I think you got that. Fair enough. Hmm. Ah, thank you. <laughs> um, so at this point, I spread the chocolate mousse on top. So I put what? So I I basically I put 
I, I used the same deep Swiss roll tray mm-hmm. as I'd had for baking the right. the cake as my sort of mould for construction. Right. Um, I put some cling film in it quite a lot, so mm-hmm. and also hanging out over the edge to make um, removal handles. of uh-huh. make handles. And I also put some greaseproof paper in the bottom because okay. I was like, what I didn't want was for it to all just end up stuck in this yeah, tin. Yeah. Um, I put one layer down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I put a lot of chocolate mousse on, mm-hmm. um, and the tin has some very handy markers on the side. <laughs> nice. So I was then able to use the edge of a chopping board and those markers on the side right. to mark out uh, 12 squares, because that seemed to be most appropriate. Mm-hmm. They are huge pieces. <laughs> Not sure 12 was the most appropriate, but that seemed, <laughs> that seemed sensible at yeah, the time. Okay. Um, and then I scooped out little holes mm-hmm. in, the cho- in, mm-hmm. the, in the mousse and, um, and put a bit of... Bit of the the sort of the caramelly ganache yep, yep, yep. in each. Nice. Put a lid on it. Um, stuck it in the freezer for an hour, as per the recipe. And the lid is the other sponge. The lid is the yeah, other okay. sponge. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just a lid. Uh, put the other sponge on as a lid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it came out of the freezer, it came out of the Swiss Rolton very nicely. Perfect. I was right. able. To, I'd also use those markers to score cut lines okay. on the top okay. um, before I came it out. So I so I got now a nice twelve squares very nicely. Put them in the fridge. And then I started to temper chocolate. <laughs> Tempering chocolate is boring. <laughs> oh my lord! I'm not sure. I'm not sure for me for home baking whether I would ever bother doing that again. Okay. I mean, I, I did it because hey, that's what the recipe tells me to do. Mm-hmm. We're trying new things, but seriously, standing over a, a pan of chocolate. So I, I I didn't do it over a bain marie. Nope, nope. I just did it on we the don't have to. induction yeah, yeah. hob. Um, so uh, like at, at what at heat? Two. two, okay. Two, very, very gently. Because mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. like, we don't need to go out and buy more chocolate. So <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not going to burn this chocolate. Um, <laughs> so I just did it two, very gently. And you have to heat it. You have, so you don't put all of the chocolate in the pan. You just nope. need to keep some aside. Yep. Um, so I heated it up very, very gently until it got to something like 45 degrees. 44, 45, five. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then, and this is the really boring bit... <laughs> I stirred it and stirred it and stirred it and held it in front of the open window and stirred it <laughs> until it got back down to 27. Oh, at this point, I put the other bit of chocolate yeah, in. Yeah, I would have hit it about 32. 27. 27, it had to right, get back okay, down okay, to. Right. And then I had to bring it back up to... And then I was like, oh, do I bring it back up to 31 or 29? Because the recipe says 31 for dark and 29 for milk. And I probably had about two-thirds milk and one-third dark in this pan. <laughs> so I, I brought it back up to 29 because I was like, my patience the is gone now. The of the absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. And then I, I scraped it all over the uh, squares of cake. Mm. Went on very easily on the top, less easily along the sides. Okay. They're not they're not beautiful patisserie standard, but they're not hideous. Okay. And then um, rather than do some more melting of chocolate, because I was over melting chocolate at this point, um, we happened to have some lovely uh, white chocolate hearts left over for my birthday cake. So I've just put them on top. <laughs> nice. Um, tastes all right, doesn't it? It's lovely. I, I think it's really good. It's exactly the sort of thing I, I would like to have in as dessert in nice restaurants or yeah. in patisserie places. It, it, it's, you know, lots of different types of chocolate, lots of different types of texture, served nicely, looking nice. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. the sort of thing I want. I yeah. mean... I'm not sure I ever want to eat chocolate again, which is which is a shame, seeing as we've got another eleven portions of this right. at home. Um, but yeah, no. But I, so I I am pleased with the outcome, mm-hmm. whilst thinking this is not a Catherine type of recipe. Okay. Um, just just because it's so faffy. Yeah. But you know if you know if 
If you wanted me to make you something like this for your birthday, I would do that. Okay. But that's it. Only you and only his birthday. <laughs> no, I think it's really good. I, I, It's the sort of thing I can see us doing for, again, desserts like the citrus cheesecake. Yes. It's got that level of quality to it. Yeah. Um, and, and the sort of interestingness of it, the flavor of it, the look of it shows the time and attention it's had. Mm. You know, it's not, there, there are some things you do that come out, you go, this this has not been worth it. Mm. I think I think this shows the time is worth it, and people would be, oh god, this is really cool. You must must have taken such a long time. It's like, oh yes, I did, and I'm really pleased with it. <laughs> Do you know what it's missing? Go on. Instead of that, like caramel ganache in the middle, mm. something around black cherry. I was about to say some sort of you know you cherry. know red fruit in <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, glazed in sugar, perhaps. Do you know? I'm not actually sure. I think a glassy cherry would be too sweet. Okay. I, I think actually some kind of dark cherry compote okay. that brings the... But that's because for me, I'm just tasting it. I'm just like, I like this, but I'm just overwhelmed by the sweetness. <laughs> yeah, you could you could incorporate some kirsch somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Yeah. You could always uh, incorporate some kirsch somewhere. In fact, you could even do a sort of um, cherry jam on the bottom layer of sponge. Or and then put the mousse on top kish. of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of ways you can incorporate it. Just, and it's a nice idea to give it just another facet of flavour than yeah. here's a lot of chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But I think, you know, it, what he was doing was the same sort of thing Peter did, but he did it with three types of chocolate, which I don't think works. I think you lose milk chocolate as soon as you introduce dark chocolate, and white chocolate is not a great flavour generally. Watching the show, it wasn't as obvious to me that that's what he's done mm-hmm. as it was with Peter's. Mm. It was only actually when I was working through the recipe, I was like, oh, he has done exactly. So I hadn't realised he'd done three different types of caramel on yeah. the show, but but he had. Yes. Uh, uh, and I think with a finesse palette, you'd be able to pick them up. But in general, I don't think this this calls for it. No. Mm. No, I think it should be really. Pl- I, I'm, they are really nice. They're exactly the sort of thing I like. Yay. So I think we've done good desserts this week for each other. Let's just hope they freeze. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so Hermine and Laura did not have oh. good showstoppers. No, no. Laura had also gone for chocolatey chocolate chocolate black black forest gato. I think she went it for. Looked amazing. Um, no, it didn't look amazing. Sorry, it looked like it would have tasted. <laughs> it sounded amazing. amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think her flavors came out all right. Yes. But again, chocolate on a thing. It, it's it is making me think. You know, should people be avoiding using chocolate when they're filming Bake Off? Because it's always filmed over the summer. Yeah. I, I, yes. Is it too much of a risk? I, is this why we don't see so many chocolate recipes? But I feel that she also mucked up the consistency of her chocolate glaze. True. Because it just looked way too thin. Yeah. Even, I, you know, even okay, it was hot. It was so hot. It's got that, but it just ran straight off. I, it. And I wonder if she just lost time elsewhere and just had yeah. to do it. Before it had chilled to the right temperature to spread. But I would say that was where she fell down. Okay. And the rest of it looked pretty good. Flavours. Flavours. You know, together if, were okay. It was just, it was that, that, that was the only stage mm. that was, you know, if she'd got that right, mm-hmm. she'd have been as good as the boys, I think. Right. Um, but so it was just that one element for Laura, I think, yes. that was a, a fail. And, and, and it was a big fail mm-hmm. because it was a very visible fail. Yeah. Because it, it did look poor. No, yeah, yeah. exactly. I agree. Hermine threw out her recipe and decided to come up with a new one that she did untested. What was she thinking? Now, I don't know whether this has happened before and we've just never been told, but I, yeah, it, it feels like a real rookie error. And maybe this is the downside of her 
having been okay and consistent for most of it, and suddenly things stop working and she doesn't know how to adapt to it, like we saw with Steph last year. Just, or she was overconfident that she just knows how to bake. Yeah, and it's patisserie and, week, it's my week. And everyone kept telling her it was her week. I, it makes me wonder how badly the practice run of whatever the other recipe true. one has gone. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, it just looked unpleasant. Yeah, the the, the textures came up wrong, there was too much gelatin. Yeah. Things did, She didn't have enough time to let things set properly, so she didn't end up with actual cubes. It just... It, it, I was just so sad. Yeah. But also a bit cross mm-hmm. because I loved Hermine. Yeah. I loved her baking. Yeah. And I was really rooting for her to be the winner. Mm-hmm. So to change your mind at the last minute and have something that you've not practiced and, and then and literally be going along going, oh, I don't know if these, these the amounts are right. Yeah. It, it feels, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I'm so, I'm sad for her. Mm-hmm. And I'm sad for this show because as nice as Peter and Dave and Laura are, yeah, they're a bit dull compared to you know, like that's that, sorry, that's really mean, isn't it? But no, no, but she she had become a really interesting character. Yes, Peter is just a nice kid, and yes. he's interesting, and he's he's you know the sort of person we want to hear talking about baking and so on. But I was always enjoying when Hermine was throwing a bit of shade at someone or making a comment yeah. at things and. You know more of the sort of reality TV personality stuff yes. that that we don't tend to watch the shows for. No. But she ha- she was interesting on this. Yeah, yeah. I just feel that I I, f- I mean Dave has definitely improved. Peter started well, had a dip and has come back. Mm-hmm. Laura's stayed the same all the way through. Yeah, really good flavors. Bit scruffy on execution. Bit scruffy. Surprise, surprise. Bit scruffy on execution yeah. all the way through. And I feel that that's what we're going to get next week as well. Right. Um, but I also feel that all three of them mm-hmm. are still there because someone more exciting has thrown it away. Like Lottie threw it away. Yep. Mark threw it away last Ma- week. Mac, that was, was it second week? Yeah. Mac seemed like he, because he was bringing his own ingredients and, and really ramping up to do interesting stuff, but had a terrible, terrible week. Yeah. Just... And, and this week, Hermine... Literally threw it away. Absolutely, yeah. Real shame. Literally threw it away. I just don't... And, and is this the aspect of the shows are being filmed? I think something like there's only two or three days between each show being filmed. Yeah. And they're not at home and they're not getting to practice in their own environment and yeah. come up with stuff. So they're a little bit stuck with what they can do, maybe. And, and they must be getting so tired and stressed. There's yeah. no, There's no... Um... There's no creativity pauses. No. Well, there's not enough creativity mm. pauses. Because if it's done over a longer period of time and you've got those five days, you know, you might not you might not be baking 24-7 those five days, mm. but in your downtime, there might be a yeah a, a down moment where you get that, that spark of inspiration. There's probably it's probably a little bit too hothousey. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a very good point. And and I'm not saying this is an excuse or anything like mm-hmm. that. Hermine also had a small child to look after throughout that in that yeah, house. Right. I mean, yeah. maybe she had someone else with her alongside, but you know, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. I was, I was sad. I really sad, and, and a lot of people are really sad. This has been quite a thing. I think people are going, "Wow, you know, we didn't expect Hermine to be going out." Yeah, and it's a real shame she went out when it was so close to someone else. That you can make the argument of you know someone who's been in such a struggle every week for weeks. But but it's judged on that week and the smell and the flavour. And, and I was about to say, that's the thing. I think it's not... The problem is that we at home just see the, the visuals. Yeah. And I I think 
Laura's probably tasted amazing. Um, I would not have wanted to eat that beige rubber ball that Hermine produced. Yeah. I just wouldn't have wanted yeah. to put it in my mouth. Yeah. And and as we said before, technical doesn't really count too much. No. I really don't think the technical counts counts much. And and it's a shame because it's the most exciting yeah. um, challenge in some ways. I, I think it's audience entertainment yeah. rather than actually something that really... I mean, yeah, if you're a complete shocker, and there was nothing else to differentiate you between mm. you and someone else who might be going out. Mm-hmm. That's when it would come in. But certainly at this point in it, I mean, which is why in the past they've done such daft things like making them cook bread over an open fire in yeah. the garden. I mean, yeah. idiotic. But, <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah. I, you know, I, I'd be interested to see, are there any series where someone did terribly at the technical all the way through? Because I don't think there is. I, th- I think it's the sort of thing where one week you can just suddenly have a good week. Yeah. And you come top yeah. in technical, even though you're not good at that sort of recipe manipulation. And, and I also think there is something to it, especially as you get towards the end, mm-hmm. that the people there are just really competent bakers. Yeah. Have a lot of time to practice doing this stuff. Yeah. You know, have, have spent a lot of time thinking and doing it. And so, yeah, they know how to make it come off if it comes to it. Yeah. Mm. So... We spent a long time just now bemoaning Hermione (laughs) leaving. Um, I don't think we should let that take away. We should try not to let that take away from how well Dave and Peter did. Absolutely. And and it'll be interesting going into the final. Now, like I say, I am now charmed by Dave. I I think he has sort of become a slightly different person than he seemed to be coming into it. And I think this time has clearly been good to him and his confidence. And, And I think Peter has hopefully gotten back to where he was but i worry yeah. about the pressure they were putting on oh you know we want the early peter it's like well what if that was a fluke yeah what if that's not his standard yeah and you're now saying oh you have to live up to this thing that you didn't know how you did it in the first place and and to be fair to peter he's not had horrid, horrific disasters no. and i mean and his jelly thing that jelly art mm-hmm. that's that's not really baking no no, no so no. so judging him on the fact that his reindeer didn't look like a perfect reindeer in his jelly art. <laughs> Bit harsh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so do you have a tip for the winner? Oh, well, it, it's between those two for me. Um, I, I feel like Peter, because he has that confidence and because he thinks, he, he clearly thinks about it in the same sort of way I do. Right. I, I think. So, I, I, you know, I am obviously putting on him a lot of what I'm feeling and the way I think about it. But I think Dave has a sort of natural flair for it. Mm. So... I I think if I was having to put money down, I would put my money on Dave. Right. I would like to see Mm. Laura hold it together. Okay. And and produce (laughs) something truly polished looking. Right. That's what I'd really that 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 for me is the underdog story. Okay. You know, if she can really produce something polished looking Mm. to go along with her amazing flavors, then I think that's worthy of a winner. Okay. I don't think she can. Right. (laughs) But but if she could. It'd be interesting to see what the what the challenges are. Yeah, but yeah, but my money's on Dave. Okay, yeah, it'd be really interesting to find out. So we'll be watching the show. We'll see if we can do the technical or not, and we'll be talking to everyone about our thoughts on the final once it's aired. Bye. See you then. Bye.